welcome. This is What's in the World podcast with me, Oliver Dennett. It's been on my mind for a while now to start this podcast, but I can't believe that I'm actually recording now. By the sound of it, by the looks of it, there's no going back. Well, you're probably all thinking what you're going to be hearing on this podcast. So let me tell you, I'm going to be speaking to a variety of different people about their industries and what they've got to say. This is going to be an insight into what people do, how people do things, where they do things and why they do things. The subject matters I'm going to be talking about will all be very current and relevant to what's going on in the world hence the title, What in the World? So without further ado, let me tell you what you're gonna be hearing on today's podcast. Well, we've got everything from lockdown two, as we discuss the new regulations and rules that have been implemented in the UK. We've got Joe Biden versus Donald Trump in the US presidential election. And I'm also going to be speaking to Carlos Tamal, CEO of Chopper, and I'll be getting into what he has to think about how lockdown has affected his company and also I'll be playing a little quiz with him later on in the podcast. However, before we get started, I'm going to bring to you some breaking news that has just happened about the US presidential election. I think it's quite cool really because at this specific moment in time, well, the recording anyway, so many media outlets around the world, around the globe are reporting on the same story. And to be honest, the reason I started the podcast is because it allows me to have my own viewpoint and own outlook on a story in a way of which that I might not have been able to if the accessibility and the freedom of the podcast platform wasn't available to me. So let me tell you a bit of news because I suppose that's why I'm here. Let's go. The biggest story at the moment is the US presidential election. And at the moment, it's very, very close between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. But how close actually is it, I hear you asking? Well, Donald Trump has got 213 votes, whereas Joe Biden has got 224. So literally 11 votes in it. However, as you know with breaking news, it's always changing and I'm sure there's gonna be another twist in the tale. Donald Trump, as you know, is Republican and Joe Biden, you know, is Democrat. And obviously both of those parties have very different outlooks. And like any election, they've both given their manifestos about what they hope to achieve in the next four years if they were elected. With 41 of the 50 states already counted, it's very close. But if you win the state, you get their votes. And in order to become president, they will need 270 votes to get the White House. However, the bigger the states, the more votes there are. So that's why you may find that the candidates go to the bigger cities for that very reason. On some occasions, it's been the coastal states that have made the deciding difference. And on other occasions, it's been the inland states that have made that crucial decision about who will get the next White House position. We have to wait and see who will be the 46th president of the United States. Make sure you stay tuned, however, because the results are not yet in. And I'm gonna be speaking to Liam, who actually used to live in America, as I find out exactly what he thinks of the next president, whether it be Joe Biden or Donald Trump. So every week on What in the World, there is different things going on around us. But this week, the lockdown has happened and it's just come into play. However, 
with different things happening, we need to speak to different people about how they go about their daily lives. So today for my guest, I have CEO of Joppa, Carlos Tamal. Carlos. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing today, Oli? Not too bad at all. So, could you tell me a bit about Joppa and what your role is? Joppa is a grocery delivery service. So, what makes us different from our supermarket grocery delivery service is we actually deliver for more than one supermarket. So, with Joppa, you can shop from Tesco, Asda, Audi, Iceland, and then have it all delivered as one order. So okay. that's, that's our grocery delivery service that we offer. So that's your unique selling point? That's our unique sell, selling point, yes. Uh, and what made you want to start Joppa as a whole? First time I used to be a Tesco you know, online customer and ordering on Tesco, waiting for your orders, scheduling your orders. But then if you are shopping and sometimes you don't want to take away, it becomes a bit hard to manage because then you have to sometimes wait for a day to get your groceries done. So I looked around, there was no other option to get groceries delivered from Tesco. Okay. Beside Tesco's delivery service, I was like, I should create something that could basically match up to this and probably give, make a better service for the end user. Okay, so you say you shopped at Tesco. Were you originally at university? What made you originally shop online? What made you go onto the internet to shop rather than um, in store? So it just started, obviously, at a family house, and that's where my brother was in charge of the shopping at the house. Okay. So it became easier that... Every time he was to go out to do the shopping, it was easier for us to just tell him what we want and he would do it online and he would share with us what he's going to get. And then that just made easier sense. And then that became a family tradition, just shopping for groceries online. Okay, so would you say Joppa is very much a family business or do you have a sort of business background yourself? Um, so I, I do have a business background myself. Yeah, it's not, a very, it's not a family business, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And what made you want to study it for you and rather not anybody else? What made you want to, to begin? To begin Joppa? Yeah. Um, why Joppa specifically? Um, me personally, obviously, I've been, I've, been, I've been into business, you know, since, you know, buying and selling since I was really young, you know, starting from... Okay. I was the younger brother. Yeah. I'd always be happy to do my big cousin's shopping in return for something. And how... Have you seen Joppa grow since its launch? When did you launch it and what has been done that has sort of implemented changes along the way? So we did open back in February 2018. That was the first time we did open. Um, so we opened to a Salford University initially. So we yeah. just obviously working with the university students. And then you would see that by the time we got to summertime of... Um, of that year, we're kind of now fully in the university and we're looking to branch out to other universities. How would you say lockdown has affected Joppa as a company, but also online food businesses as a whole? Um, lockdown has affected Joppa as a company positively, I would say. Um, obviously, for many years, for the first two years of our business, since we opened, um, it was a matter of gain to let people know what's the need of shopping online but then it was very hard because no one really needed to shop online but then after lockdown happened and it was hard for you to go outside and um, we see that that made people understand the need of shopping with Joppa. So how would you sum up Joppa in one sentence? What would be Joppa's tagline? It's the ability to shop from more than one vendor once. More than one vendor but then obviously have it as one single as a single interface. 
Okay. So, for example, say... So you've got Joppa as a big sort of umbrella, and then underneath that umbrella... Yes. You have... Tesco, you've got Audi, you've got Ades, you've got different shops that offer very, very specialised foods. In the next few months, how would you like to see Joppa sort of grow? I'd like to see Joppa grow organically, as in... I would like to see, obviously, us taking on more shops that sell unique, unique, specialized products. And then I would like to see us, obviously, being able to mix more shops together. So right now we can only mix, like, we're mixing, like, three shops in one order. So we're looking to probably mix a bit more shops in one order. And would you ever consider markets? Because they obviously have very fresh fruit and veg. And I know that a lot of people do go to the market, even for meat sort of thing. Would you ever consider that? Oh, yeah. So, so that's in the pipelines. We're putting together farmers that will be basically part of Joppa Farmers. And then obviously it will be for you to shop locally from your local farmers and your local markets as well. It's fair to say that Joppa is expanding day by day. Yes, Joppa is expanding every day as you speak. And that's amazing. I mean, especially during lockdown, there aren't many companies that can grow like that. But in order for a company to grow, you have to have a lot of different people around you. Who else in Joppa actually is there at the moment? Who else is part of the Joppa team? Um, so I'm part of the Joppa team. So there's, there's me and myself, obviously yeah. the founder. Um, there's obviously a, a massive team, like a team that manages the website, the team that manages the shopping, the team that manages the deliveries. The team that responds to customer marketing and obviously we've also got Sam. So we have Sam here from Joppa. Sam, how are you doing today? I'm good, how are you? Good, thank you. And could you just explain your role within Joppa as well? I wouldn't say I have a role in Joppa. What I do say I do come with some ideas um, from time to time and ways he can make Joppa a better business. And how have you two sort of collaborated together? Have there been any ways that you sort of have worked together before? Or is this the first sort of... I mean, we're, we're friends. We just share a lot of ideas. We've always got ideas about different businesses. We've got businesses that we put on hold for the future. So, yeah. Okay, so would you guys want to collaborate with a business maybe a few more years down the line, see how Joppa... I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't want to collaborate with a business? I mean, mm -hmm. as a business, you always want to collaborate with... As many people as you can. Yeah. As many people as you can, yeah, you'd want to do that, you'd want to collaborate with as many people as you possibly can, yes. Right. With Joppa, do you have to spend a certain amount in order to get the delivery? Um, part of our mission as a business, um, our mission was to... Our mission, obviously, was, is, and still is, is to be able to deliver a can of Coke to a customer for almost nothing, mainly 50p. So, so literally we don't industry have standards in the supermarket, you're not so charging any more, maybe even a little bit less. Yeah, we're trying to charge less than what supermarkets are charging because to supermarkets they're charging grocery delivery as an extra cost to their already, their already service, which is obviously the big supermarket. And we're just trying to come out to the from the front of it and saying that we can give people deliveries at prices because this is our service and this is our first service. Okay, and you're making it the best possible service you can. 
by yes. having those drivers, having that organic food and organic making sure food. that there's yeah. the farmers there. We've been right now, obviously, starting this lockdown. We've kind of um, we've moved out. We've included more ways to shop with Joppa. So we've got, um, you can shop by receipt. So you can be able to upload a receipt to obviously our website and in Australia we are not really generated for you. Um, you just have to talk to our customer service team on the website. Yeah. Um, we've also included, obviously, you can order by telephone. So you can just give us a call. Um, obviously, one of our job players will pick up. So, Carlos, if people wanted to make an online order for Jopper and they had a phone number, what would be the phone number that they would call? Um, if you want to order for our telephone service um, for Jopper, um, the number you call is 74 Okay, thank you very much. And that will, that? that will also be in the description of this podcast. So if you want to have an online order and you're close to, in the region of Manchester, please don't hesitate to get involved with Jopper and make an order because I believe it is 24-7. Is that correct, yes, Carlos? Yeah, open 24-7, yes. Now, you're not done just yet, guys. Um, oh, I thought we're done, man. <laughs> i got a little quiz for you. Are you ready? Yeah. It's called Jopper Shopper. Okay. Like that. So That's basically, if you put yourself not in the business side of things, okay. but a customer's perspective. Okay. So you're very much switching roles here. Do you reckon you can handle that? Okay, I can handle that. And you, Sam? Yeah, bring on. Right. It's Carlos versus Sam in Jopper Shopper. Okay. Right. I'm number one Jopper Shopper, yo. <laughs> I got coined Mr. Jopper. <laughs> Well, we'll see about that at the end of this. <laughs> right, lockdown has just started in the UK, but where is the cheapest place you can get a four pack of loo roll from? Is it A, Tesco's, B, Morrison's, C, Asda's, or D, Sainsbury's? A pack of what? A four pack loo roll. You know that thing that everyone was stocking up on the previous lockdown? <laughs> And people uh, went short. What do you guys think? Blue roll. Blue roll. Like, toilet paper. Toilet, toilet paper. paper. Okay, okay, okay. Can't comment style. What do you guys reckon? Where is the cheapest place that people can I'm, now go? I think I'm going to go for Morrison's. I'm just guessing. I'm going to have to say Asda. As, when you get Asda Smart Price, Asda okay, Smart Price surprises okay. you, you know, like it's it's cheaper than Tesco and Aldi. Yeah, but not Morrison's because Sam has won that point 1 0. It was £1.50 if you want to get a four-pack of Blue Roll from Morrison's compared to £1.75 from Tesco's. And actually, Sainsbury's is also £1.75. How many packs? How many, how many rolls is this? Four. Four? Four packs. I said four packs, didn't I? This is some premium sure. stuff, you know, because obviously for me, I can get I can get you, I can get you Lilo, Lilo, like toilet roll yeah. for £1.00. Okay, okay. For 99p in Tesco's, actually. I can't do that for you. In Tesco's? You got discount or something? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Like card, card, get it's it's card prices, yeah? <laughs> They're always yeah, the that card prices. Yeah, Tesco's club card <laughs> prices. They're working. And second question, guys. It's 1-0 to Sam here. You talked about, Carlos, uh, the fresh fruit and veg that you're looking to sort of get on in the next couple of years, the next few months, whatever it may be. But what produce item is most popular according to YouGov? Do you want to have any random stabs in the dark or shall I give you multi-choice? 
Go on. Go on, give us a multi-choice. Multi-choice is, is it A, blueberries, B, pink lady apples, C, bananas, or D, strawberries? Which what? is the most popular produce item according to YouGov? It's going to be bananas or pink lady apples. I'm gonna have to disagree. I'm going for the last one. I know, like everyone loves strawberries. You know, they're very popular. So you're going for strawberries, and you're going for Carlos. What one are you going for? You're gonna go for tea. Can I do that? Bananas. Can I go for tea? You, you, you seem have... whispering here. You don't seem very confident. I'm gonna go for bananas. So Carlos, bananas, because I know definitely we get a lot of order. A lot of people order bananas. A lot of people order bananas, and you yeah. see that firsthand, don't you? I see that firsthand. Strawberries. It's been a second since someone ordered strawberries, but bananas, they always Well, according to you, God, <laughs> I have right. to say, Sam, you're two nil up now. You're two nil up. I know my shit, guys. Strawberries with eighty-seven percent. Bananas came in a close second with 80%. Pink Lady Apples was 71%. And Blueberries was 68%. I would never so, Carlos, you. what are you doing, man? You're 2-0 down. I thought you said you were... What, what did you say? Captain <laughs> of Jopper or something? And Mr. Jopper Flopper. Jopper Flopper or Jopper <laughs> Shopper. Which one is it going to be? Guys, <laughs> I've got to say, I've got to say this is best out of five. So Carlos, you really need to pick up your game now, or otherwise Sam is going to win. Mm -hmm. Right, as you said, mentioned earlier, you're probably hearing a few bangs in the background. Oh, that's my stupid impression of a firework there. <laughs> but basically, it's firework night tonight, guys. But in 2019, which supermarket stopped selling fireworks? Which supermarket? Out of the big six. So we've got... Audi, Lidl, Tesco, Sainsbury's, Asda and Morrison's. Which one stopped selling fireworks in 2019 last year? What do you guys think? Sainsbury's. You're going Sainsbury's? What's the options? It's the big six. Mm -hmm. Anyone in the big six. So Tesco's, Morrison's, Asda, Sainsbury's, Lidl or Audi. So how many of you have stopped with it? Just the one in 2019, they announced that they stopped. Tesco. Audi. Tesco. Tesco? Audi. <laughs> Tesco and Audi. Audi. You just said Sainsbury's. What? I'm going to have to say Sainsbury's or Audi. Uh, uh, come on, we can't be having this. So we can't be having this again. No, you have to pick one. That's the, that's the thing. Oh, right, I'm going to have to say it's Audi. Audi. Yeah. You're changing your mind. I'm fully certain I Audi now. Well. None of you get a point for that one. It was Sainsbury's. Oh, Sam, it was. You know how I knew Sainsbury's? I literally, I heard something about Sainsbury's in the news banning a lot of stuff recently. Yeah. Did they? Yeah, they've been banning a lot of stuff. They've been stopping from going in. If you didn't say Sainsbury's, I would have said Sainsbury's. Oh, you just wanted to say different for competition. And then you went for Aldi and it was too late. Okay. Next question. Well, next question. Moving on, exactly. Right, it is fireworks night tonight. But where is the cheapest place you can buy sparklers in packs of 10? Is it either Aldi, Sainsbury's, Tesco's, Morrison's or Lidl? No, they don't sell it. What are we thinking? What are we thinking? Aldi as the Tesco's, Morrison's or Lidl? Because obviously Sainsbury's... It's going to be Morrison's. It's going to be Morrison's, you think? Go for Aldi. Go for Aldi. Right. 
Right, so we have Morrison's with you, Carlos, and Sam, you think Audi, is that correct? Is that what we're going for? Yeah, it is. Okay, well, Asda and Tesco's both have a 10-pack for £2. Lidl has sparklers for one ninety nine, So that literally just leaves Morrison's and Audi. Well... Aldi have a 10-pack for 165, but Morrison's actually have an offer for three packs for a pound, which means you can get 15 sparklers for just one pound. So Carlos, you win the point on that one. The next question, we have four answers here, and you've got to guess. What supermarket was voted the best supermarket by which in 2020? Either M&S, Audi, Waitrose, or Asda. And that's by what the customers think, what they've reviewed of the store throughout a multiple variety of different categories. So I this have to say Waitrose. You have, having to say Waitrose? I'm having to say Audi. Audi. And what, what makes you say Waitrose? I think Waitrose is it's the shit. It's the shit. It's the shit. In what way? What, why is it so good? I just every time I go to Waitrose, it's, it's a different supermarket. It just feels like it's somewhere else. I mean, like I go to like all these supermarkets; they all feel the same, in their own way. Yeah, different way, but Waitrose is just something else. But I'm just guessing, anyway. So Waitrose, and you said I would Aldi. say Audi simply because I've been inside Audi quite a lot, <laughs> and as as a personal shopper shops for people yeah and i go through a lot of different stores audi has one thing Audi's sections don't really change year to year the other thing is audi's products are always the same they don't really miscontinue and add new product ranges inside and as of this when i'm training my shoppers to shop in a supermarket audi is the easiest one to train them in because the products are just there okay so you're saying audi yeah and obviously the stuff is the way even the system that is done where you like you've got someone that scans something for you but they don't really wait for you to bag it out as a shopper i like that because then i can just take my trolley and my stuff inside to the actual car park and just load it in okay so in third place is audi with 71 percent of their customer scores in second place was M&S with 73% and the which best buy for supermarkets this year in 2020 was Waitrose. They were the best voted supermarket. You know, a, I knew that. I knew that was going to be right. You know, <laughs> the people of Waitrose and I love Waitrose. And the customer score, you didn't even let me say their customer score, their rating. Really? It was 76%. They rated it. Really? So it was a very high rating, really. Over three quarters of yeah, people that walk into Waitrose say that they've got the best supermarket overall. And the lowest was Asda with 58% customer ratings and scores. So this is the final question, guys. Here we go. This is massively related to Jopper, I would say, as well. Which supermarket do you have to spend the least to get a delivery? What do you guys think? Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's? 
What are you thinking, Sam? Iceland. Are there any that you Morrison's. go to in Iceland? Morrison's. Iceland. Out of Tesco's, Morrison's, oh. Sainsbury's, Waitrose, or Asda's? Asda deliberate. I think Asda would be Sainsbury's. Yeah, I'm going with Sainsbury's, guys. So Sam's going with Sainsbury's. Carlos? I said Sainsbury's. You're both saying Sainsbury's. I'd I like to go for Tesco then. Yeah, well, well, you can go for whichever well, one you I want. Well, I said Sainsbury's Don't first, so why would you go for Sainsbury's? <laughs> right after me. I'll go for... I'll because go... you heard what he said. He, you should know this, and I think you know this. I don't know this, so... Whatever you say, I'm going... It's massively to do with Jopper and their deliveries, Carlos. <laughs> Mr. Jopper himself, what are you saying? What do you think? The so answer since is... I mentioned Sainsbury's, I'll have to go to Tesco right now as well, so you get two options. So your final answer is? Asda. Right. Asda. We'll stick. He goes for Asda, I'll go for Sainsbury's. Okay, okay. The answer actually is Asda, as you don't have to spend anything, but if it's three pound charge if it's under 40 pounds. Whereas Tesco, you have to spend 40 pounds. Morrison's, you have to spend 40 pounds. Sainsbury's is 25 pounds. And Waitrose, which was the best supermarket, you have to spend sixty pounds. Two pounds, or else won't get anything delivered. I seen that, I was shocked by it. So yes. where it was sixty pounds is quite a lot. When I seen it, on, when I seen it last time, I was, that's a lot. Asda, I saw, I chose Asda over Tesco because I know Asda likes the American. I chose Asda over Tesco because Asda has the American type of culture around it. Because it's Walmart, isn't it? They would want to take everything, yeah. So they would be motivated by not having a minimum spend. But at Joppa, we don't have a minimum spend as well. So you don't you have a minimum spend at Joppa? Yeah, as long so as you're... very good. As long as you're willing to pay the delivery charge, you can order anything you want. I'll be willing to pay. <laughs> That's it. Well, then, see you soon, Mr. Ollie. Yeah, thank you very much, Carlos. I really appreciate your time here today oh, on What you. In Your World podcast. Thank you for bringing me onto your podcast, Ollie, and I'm so honoured that you, you gave me a, an opportunity to be on your podcast. I appreciate your time, Carlos, and the same to you, Sam. You know, I live great being on the show, man. Cheers, thank you very much. And I hopefully we'll collab again soon. But until then, Joppa on the way. So that was Carlos there. Thank you very much, Carlos. Thank you very much, Sam, for being my first ever guest on What in the World podcast. And I hopefully I brought to you a bit of a better insight into what Joppa's about and home deliveries and especially how it's been affected by lockdown. I know so many things have been affected by lockdown, but it was just brilliant to see that they're still grinding and still making hard work of things that they've already put in place. If you wanted the phone number for Joppa, it's 07467 384109. That's 07467 384109. And I'm sure Carlos will be more than happy to take your order as it will be delivered with care and obviously on time as we had that massive question there about delivery. So I'm sure he's got that drilled into his head now that he's got to be the best to beat the rest. And talking about competition, it's time to get into the biggest competition in the world at the moment, the US presidential election. Well, we mentioned it earlier. However, since then, there's been lots and lots of updates, literally 24 seven. However, earlier today, we learned that the 46th president of the United States would not be Donald Trump, 
as Joe Biden has taken over his position in the White House. And today we have Liam with me, who is going to talk all about this election and get right into the depth of it, as he's previously actually lived in America for a part of his life. So Liam, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? Good, thank you. Not too bad. So tell me about your time in America. Well, I only lived there for seven years. Okay, um, only seven Only years. seven years, so <laughs> only, only two terms. And how, how old are you, just so we can... How old am I? 23. So you're 23, you've lived there for seven years, roughly about a third of your life. Yeah, about that. Well, the part of America I lived in, it was uh, Arizona, which is quite a red state. And uh, Arizona specifically has quite a few ugly things in its history. Oh, go on, tell for me. For instance... So there was this man named Jeriff Show Joe Arpaio, who Joe Arpaio was the sheriff in Arizona, and he didn't like Mexicans, specifically <laughs> illegal immigrants. However, he just didn't like Mexicans at all. Okay. Uh, so what he did is he got a law passed in Arizona, yeah. which meant any member of the police in Arizona could pull over a Mexican-looking person. What? Just by looking? You don't just, even have... Just what you Just look like. as it is. Yep. And if you don't have ID on you, guess what? Go on. You go to a camp. What? Just straight there? Just like that? They, they, hang, they, what, do they you handcuff you? Did they handcuff arrest you? Handcuff you, chuck you in the back of a truck, you go off to a camp, but and uh, you can't contact your family in that camp. Do you not even get, like, one phone call to no. say, I've been arrested, this is how it's going to go? Because they view you as a terrorist. That's well, because you're a Mexican, because you're now you're, a terrorist. Because you're a Mexican, you're an economic terrorist. Oh. So you get no phone call, and, best of all, you get deported to Mexico, even if you're American. You're yeah. leaving your own home country to be deported to an external country. Because you How look does Mexican. this work? That, that's, that's, it's still going on in some parts of America. That's why ICE has been such a big part of the latest election. Okay, and what what do you think of the latest election? We've pretty much roughly had the results in stone now, would you say? or Well, how... the results aren't in stone, because the way it works in America is the independent press call the results before the results in each state are up. When they believe that there's no chance that the state could flip, yeah. they declare it as finished. Okay. So in a lot of these states that are actually Republican or Democrat, if you look at the votes, they're not done. There's still one, two, three percent of the votes, which doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah. But when you think there are twelve million people in a state that are voting and there's only a one to three thousand difference in votes, mm. that's huge. So that's Arizona, but what do you currently think of the current US presidential election? Do you have an opinion on Trump or on Biden? How would you have voted if you were currently still living in America? If you look at the election map in America, in almost every state, you find something which is really weird. And that's um, Biden is winning in almost every city, or the Democrats are winning in almost every major city. But if you look outside of the cities and all of the suburban areas, Trump's winning. The countrysides are all red, whereas the cities are all blue. Okay, so it's very much orientated on location in America, depending on 
whether it's democratic or republican. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, the question is, is it about where you are or is it about your wealth? Because the cities are always much richer places, whereas the country besides are poor. The cities are always more uh, of a young place to be, whereas the countryside always has families. Okay, I suppose so. So you're kind of voting for a leader for sort of different reasons and different purposes. Yeah. And what good then do you think Joe Biden's going to bring? Let's focus on the good side rather than the bad. I know that there are negatives for both of them. However, what would you say? What would you say are the good things for Biden? Well, I've not really looked into Biden's policies a huge amount. However, one thing he doesn't like is gun crime. Okay. Uh, that's a big democratic. They want to they reduce gun crime um, by reducing the total amount of guns. So one of the things... Right, come on, come on. Reducing the amount of guns in America. It happened to Australia. Do we going to happen? Oh. It happened to Will Australia. that just cause more crime in itself, though, do you think? Maybe, but maybe, the, but yes. only way to, the only way to tell is to do it. This is true. If you don't There's try no something, other you country don't like get America. a result. One thing that I am surprised at is my home state of Arizona, yeah. because that actually flipped blue, which is weird. Okay. Living there, it is very much a red state. You get lots of, um, I don't want to say rednecks, but... Mm. You get lots of gun-toting, alcohol-drinking, um, religious people. So when you went over to America, you were very much thrown into America. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thrown in there. So wh- where, where do you prefer living? USA or England? England. 100%. <laughs> Straight up. Easy. Oh, yes. Easy. And what, because, why is that? Well, a dangerous area in England has a few chads with knives. Dangerous area in America, you get shot for walking down the street. Yeah, when you put it like that, (laughs) it might be a bit safer. But Joe Biden doesn't actually become president until January. So at the moment, they've still got the coronavirus going on. They've still got to sort of switch terms, the White House move out, move in. Do you reckon this will be quite flowing or do you reckon there will be sort of staggered movements for this? Oh, it's going to be staggered. It's, it's going to be horribly staggered. It always is when it switches from Democrat to Republican because they're changing all of the staff in the White House. With President Trump now, he has this, this choice. Yeah. He had all of these plans he was going to do for an eight-year term. And he said that when he started. He said, these are not short plans. All of these things I'm going to do, they're long term. And he has the choice now, knowing he's not going to be in office in a few months, is he going to persevere and do what he thinks is best for the country? Or is he simply going to say, I don't really mind. I'm going to leave this as it is. I reckon he'll have to leave it. What is the point of changing something for a month, two months? Like, what is there any point? Are people even going to agree with it? Imagine if you change something, you hated it, but you know in six weeks or four weeks... It's all just going to be... It's like this lockdown, isn't it, really? Like, in four weeks, six weeks, it all might change. You just never know. And politics being so current, you have to keep up to date with it, or otherwise you are out the loop. American politics is easy. You have red, you have blue, and you have everyone no one cares about. So you say everyone else that no one cares about. Who are those other parties that you think that are there, but a bit like UKIP, in it, in the UK, like, they're not really going to get going if that makes sense i mean you have 
parties like you have the Green Party, you have all of the independent parties. My favourite independent party, I don't know about you, is Kanye West. Oh, that was a big talking point as well, actually. It feels like months since I heard him and US presidential in the same sentence. Well, Kanye West actually got 60,000 votes. <laughs> That's so quite 60, a lot. 60,000 people voted for Kanye West. However, he spent on his campaign $9 million. It's, it, it's a huge number, but for Kanye West, is it really huge? Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter how much it is. It matters that it is that much. $9 million, that works out as him paying £150 per person for their vote. When you put 150 imagine three pink sheets right in front of you just to vote for Kanye West. No one's going to turn their face up at that, are they? Definitely not. But would you reckon that's more of like the younger generation, do you think? Because all these... All he is known for, and obviously it's his profession, is music. Well, I don't think there are any rich old people voting for Kanye West unless they misread the ballot. <laughs> Let's put it that way. That's true, that. Maybe not living up to the lights and music of Kanye West, and maybe not even a US presidential electorate. However, Camilla Harris, Joe Biden's first lady, has been in the news this week regarding some record-breaking history she has made. So Liam, with Camilla Harris now a vice president, she is the first ever black vice president, but also the first ever female vice president. What, what's your opinion on that? How do you think that's sort of changing history? Because we had Barack Obama quite a while ago and now this. Well, I mean, she's also the first ever South Asian vice president. You shouldn't care where someone's from. You should care what they do as a job. Yeah, that's true. Like, just about ethnicity, depending on where you're born, shouldn't determine a job title that then sort of def sort of rounds up your life because your job is what you do day in, day out. What you do day in, day out is going to have an effect on your mental health, who you're around socially, who you're around in the workplace. It's yeah. a big part. It's your life, essentially, isn't it? Yeah. And just your ethnicity, bringing that down, is sort of a burden on you, do you reckon? Well, as someone who is not from one of the BAME backgrounds, I can't really say from a first-hand perspective. However, I, as a white person, don't think about the fact that I'm a white person. I just think that I'm a person. And I, nor do I think anyone who isn't white is less of a person, because that's just silly. <laughs> it's so, so difficult talking about sensitive material and subject matters. However, I feel like it does have to be said no matter when or where the situation, it depends on whether the time is right. However, I do agree with you there. I don't think race or ethnicity should come into play with a job title that you may have. However, we've got to see how Joe Biden and his first lady get on in their first term in the White House. However, how do you reckon he's going to be? No idea. Um, he is... Quite old, which isn't... He's quite old. He's the oldest president to be elected at 77 years old. When he comes out, he's going to be 81 at least. He might even be 85. Imagine that. That would definitely be something to see. But then again, being the president, he has access to the best medical, all the best physicians. He might be 80 by the time he finishes his presidency, but his body's probably going to be 60 years old with all the drugs they'll have him on. 
Yeah, you talked about the president being on all sorts of medicational drugs, but talk about Oregon there. They had a bit of a news story this week regarding their sort of legalised recreational drug use there, didn't they? Well, the way the law changed was they made it legal to have a small amount of drugs in your possession, no matter what kind of drug. So if you're walking around the street with 10 kilos of cocaine and you get pulled by a policeman, he's not going to say, oh, okay, have a nice day. (laughs) But if you've got a small amount of drugs just for personal use, the police aren't going to arrest you because the prisons are overcrowded. There's COVID. Putting prisoners, like people, in prison, it does cost a lot of money to the government. So at the end of the day, if you're getting rid of a small amount of drugs off of the street, what's the point in spending thousands and thousands of government dollars doing so to keep one person off the street for a small amount of possession? The whole point with arresting someone for drugs possession is that you you learn who's supplying them. And then from there you move up and up like some old cop movie from the 90s. You move up the chain and you get the uh, distributor and then you're stopping drugs from entering that area but no person walking around the street with 10 pounds of weed is going to know who the local distributor is they're going to know one person and that person's probably their friend why would they turn on their friend when instead they can go to prison for three four weeks pay a 300 pound fine and then they're out i mean when you think about consequences everyone's got their own opinion on it and sort of why, how, when they took them. There's so many different factors and questions, isn't it? Yeah, and it's not just a a straightforward story, which is why this could be a good change, but we'll have to kind of wait and see what happens in Portland. And you say they'll have to wait in Portland, but do you reckon other states are going to follow this movement? How do you reckon the future is going to be for the rest of America now? One sort of state has said, yes, we're going to do this, will others take their lead? Uh, I think they will, because at the end of the day, this is just an on-the-books kind of change. There are so many policemen out there that no one's arresting everyone they they find with a small amount of drugs. You know, you find someone with a small amount of drugs, and you kind of just, you take the drugs off them and you let them go. That's, it's not worth your time or police time to chase down every single person especially in a city like portland where there's quite low economic gains for people have you ever visited portland yeah i have how was it well i drove through very fast (laughs) (laughs) Uh, not the kind of place i'd want to stop Um, okay there's quite a few cities like that where you just what's the uh, sort of scenery can you sort of set an image in my head about how I would look at Portland. For someone who hasn't seen a Google image of it, hasn't got a relative over there, hasn't got a friend over there, what's the lifestyle like compared to the UK? Um, imagine a bad area of the UK. I'd say... That's not a great starting sentence <laughs> to describe Portland now, is it? No, it's not. Imagine you're driving through a rough area of Manchester, except most of the businesses are shut down, not just some of them. And it's quite like that, except you have to question every single person you see on the street, because each person could have a gun, because that's something that's illegal in the US, is just having a gun on your person for no reason. That's illegal. That's legal. That's legal. Someone could end your life like that and you could do absolutely nothing 
It's not just a knife, it's a gun. It fires a piece of metal at a thousand miles an hour. So when you were over in America, did you actually own a gun yourself? How did you sort of protect yourself? Say if someone was outside, were you wary of the next door neighbour or something? Well, lucky for us, our next door neighbour was an ex-military psychopath <laughs> called Al. And uh, what Al had, he was a lovely guy, by the way. Yeah. What Al had is what his wife referred to as the room of death. Oh, this doesn't look so great. <laughs> All along the wall, it was adorned with the heads of different game. So elk, moose, deer, whatever this guy could shoot, he shot it and then put its head on the wall. But he also had a massive collection of guns and ammunition in this room. Um, and it was always the the joke that the survival plan for an apocalypse was go over to neighbor Al's house, take a bunch of his guns, his ammunition, and maybe a deer head for good luck, get into his truck that he has loaded up with a boat at all times, drive to the nearest lake, hop in his boat, which has ski-doos attached, and then drive into the middle of the lake with a gun and shoot anything that comes at you. That was the apocalypse survival What? This sounds like Shaun of the Dead, but like the American version. Instead of the Winchester and wait for this to all blow over, it's let's go to Al's house next door and see what guns he's got. (laughs) Go to the middle of the lake, drink some beer and relax with a gun. Why not? Did he ever tell you a story where he sort of had to use it on a person? Or, for example, anyone, do you know, who sort of had an intruder or how did that sort of work? Because here... It's sort of just find any weapon, but it's not like we've got magazines and bullets hidden in the top drawer, is it? Well, Al loved to put on a show. Uh, Whenever he went (laughs) hunting, he'd always openly carry his guns out to his car, show everyone watching, I've got a gun, and if you try anything in any of these houses, your ass is mine. Well, every state has its own law regarding gun control. Okay. In Arizona, from what I remember at the time, which was a while ago, uh, if you shot someone who was in your house trespassing after you asked them to leave, yeah, it was legal. If you have reason to believe they're dangerous and they're on your property, it's legal. If you think you saw a gun, it is legal if they're on your property or not. If they're threatening to you and they have a gun, take them down. Right, so what is not legal then? Because basically everything there is, you said, yep, green box, tick, go ahead. Well, as soon as a cold caller steps on your front lawn, you can't shoot them dead. That's one thing that's illegal. (laughs) Although sometimes. Oh, in Al's house. (laughs) Oh, never in Al's house. So if Americans are always a bit bigger, a bit better than us, a bit over the top, then would you ever think that it'd be okay for the UK for England to sort of give the green light to guns. Imagine how that would be. Do you reckon they could regulate it? Um, I mean, to an extent they already have. There are reasons, there are specific guns that are legal in the UK, and I'm not just talking about rifles and shotguns. Uh, It's legal to own handguns under quite a few stipulations in England. Um, Mainly it's just for armed forces or ex-armed forces or police members who have been trained. However, you can use the historical enactment clause, 
And you can say, no, this gun is a replica. It doesn't shoot, I swear, and own a fully functioning handgun. Because mm, England. <laughs> is that really the best way forward, the best method, do you reckon? No. Well, <laughs> I don't think guns could be brought into England legally any more than they already are. Otherwise, you'd see a massive increase in gun crime. So thank you very much, Liam, for all that information. You've just bombarded me with a whole load of US history that I wasn't even aware of. I think the main thing, as well as obviously the US presidential election, was I think Al, I think, was my best bet. But this week, with lockdown, Joppa Shopper, with Carlos Tamal, big shout out to him and thank you. The quiz we did with him and Sam, everything about the gyms closing, which I'm absolutely devastated about. And also the US presidential election there with Liam. It has been a jam-packed podcast this time around. And I look forward to seeing you guys on the next one. Ciao.